blood. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where's the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear, and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Adoption. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. And when we've been given tutors, the tutor is to take the child. I tell you what, little George over in England. They send in little George, the future king of England. They send George to school. And you know all they're teaching George, according to the, to the papers? They're teaching George how to be kind. You might say, well, that's all. Listen, let me, kindness will carry you further than money. God says, with love and kindness, I have drawn you. So, in the adoption, we've been given a place at the table. Now, let me extrapolate it like this. I want you to go to 2 Samuel chapter 9. See, there, there's something else that we need to understand. I'm going to explain in just a minute. Sometimes people think that because they're just so good and this, that God is just blessing them because, this, let me tell you something, God ain't blessing nobody outside of Jesus. You can't get no backdoor blessing. There's no such thing as a backdoor blessing. All blessings come from God through Jesus. Now listen before I read this to you. Go, go ahead and find it. It's going to take some of y'all three days and three nights. But it's 2 Samuel, the ninth chapter. Okay, now watch this. All that God does for us, he does it because of his son. Which means then that it's the relationship. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. It's the relationship that God and Jesus had. The reason that he opened that door. Do you think that he just opened that door for you just because you're a nice person? No. In my flesh dwells no good thing. Ain't nothing good in us unless it's God. So whatever God does for us is because of his relationship with Jesus and because of Jesus' relationship with us. And you call that the new birth. We are in a whole new family. We've been adopted and we've been given a place at the table. So what is an adopted person? One who's brought outside of the natural boundaries of a family and brought and placed in that family and given all the rights and the privileges of that family. Now since the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, since all of that belongs to God, God said the silver is mine. He said the gold is mine. He said the cattle upon a thousand hills all belong to me. And I need to bless you and you need to tie me to your money because I'm not going to take it from you. But if you be willing, you'll eat the good of the land. Now, ain't that in your Bible? And the Bible also says learn to do well. 
We shouldn't be rebelling against God and acting a fool like we were before we met Jesus. Now we have been adopted, have been given a place at the table. Now we need to be taught. Little George is being taught how to be kind. You teach your children how to add, multiply, and subtract, and divide. You teach your children how to clean their room up. And as they grow up under your teaching and they finally get there through those teenage years and you study teaching, always teaching, always teaching, always reaching out, always teaching. And then as they grow and depend on how they, well they've done in school, now they can get that car for the summer. You got that? And so as we grow in grace and in the knowledge of Jesus, then God will make you a pastor. God, pastors don't make themselves pastors. And so those in the kingdom of God that are being taught, that are being schooled by the Holy Spirit, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not going to be. Because the first fruit of the Spirit and the first action is to adopt you into the family. And Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples because you have love one to, not for one to another. If you got love for me, give it to me. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to hold it back and see how he act. That, see, that ain't no love. That's manipulation. And that's what some folk do to get a new car. Oh, I ain't going down that road tonight. Biscuits ain't never taste this good. <laughs> so then, being adopted by the Lord, taken out of the kingdom of darkness, and translated into the kingdom of God's dear son, I now have a father to whom I can go and cast all of my concerns on him, and he heareth me because of his relation with Jesus, and because of Jesus' relationship with me. We're getting ready to see that, what we're looking at right here in 2 Samuel. Now, there are 13 verses here. And in order for me to just kind of go ahead and push through, so allow me to read these 13 verses in 2 Samuel chapter 9, commencing at verse 1. And David said, Is there yet any who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Please underline that. I'm going to show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Is any left of the house of Saul that I can show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Verse 2. And there was of the house of Saul a servant whose name was Ziba. And when they had called him unto David, the king said unto him, Art thou Ziba? And he said, Thy servant is he. And the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan hath yet a son who is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Maker, the son of Amiel in Lodibar. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Maker, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come unto David, he fell on his face and did obeisance. 
And David said, Mephibosheth? And he answered, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake. And will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat at my table continually. And he bowed himself and said, What is thy servant that thou shouldest look upon such a dead dog as I am? Then the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said unto him, I have given unto thy master's son all that pertaineth to Saul and to all his house. Thou therefore and thy sons and thy servants shall till the land for him, and thou shalt bring in the fruits that thy master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, thy master's son, shall eat always at my table. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. That was one busy man. <laughs> then said Ziba unto the king, talking to David, according to all thy, that my lord, the king hath commanded his servant, so shall thy servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at my table as one of the king's sons. And Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micah. And all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants unto Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he did eat regularly at the king's table. And he was lame on both his feet. Ah, yes. Is there any of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to? Somebody say, well, Ziba would know about that. Bring Ziba here. Ziba, what's going on? I'm not Marvin Gaye, but I want to know what's going on. He said, Jonathan has a son. Where is he? He's in Lodibar. What does Lodibar mean? Lodibar means a dry place. Lodibar means a place where there's no learning. Zodibar, Lodibar means a place where there's no friendship. Lodibar means a place where demons talk to you and not only depress you, but devalue you. Are you in Lodibar? The king had a relationship with Jonathan. And the king wanted to know who is left of the house of Saul because Jonathan was Saul's son. So the king wanted to know who is left of the house of Saul that I can show kindness to. Isn't that amazing? Because that's the same thing that God asked his son, Jesus. Jesus, you went down and died for them people. Now, which of these folk down here that I can show kindness to because of your and my relationship? So don't you ever think that God is just doing for us because we just doing for others. God is doing for us because of our relationship with his son and because of his son's relationship with him. Thank you, 
I need to do this for Jonathan's sake. What God has done for us is for Jesus' sake. You don't seem like God's posse and you ain't got no anointing. You don't get on the road and go through all these places and sing God's praises just because you think you can sing. It has to be a relationship with Jesus who has a relationship with his father. Now, this is where we come in. I want to talk to all of Mephibosheth up in here. First of all, you lame on both feet. You cannot adequately take care of yourself. So the king is calling for you. So that he can take care of you. And the king said, listen. I want Mephibosheth to sit at my table continually. Now watch this. Because of my relationship with Mephibosheth's daddy. His daddy. I'm going to be kind to you. Now you sit up here, Mephibosheth, and when you look at Mephibosheth sitting at the table, now adoption is you take the place of a son. David says, sit him at the table and treat him like one of my sons. That's adoption. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, you come to the Father in my name, and whatever you ask him, he'll give it to you. He'll give it to you. Because of my relationship with him, and because of my relationship with you. Now watch this. Mephibosheth was lame on both footsies. But baby, when he sat at the king's table, you couldn't see what's under the table. Some of us got some stuff under the table. Huh? Some of us ain't praying like we need to, but God's still blessing us. Some of us ain't speaking in tongues like we ought to, but God is still strengthening us. Some of us ain't even tithing like we ought to, but God's still giving us things. Because of our relationship with his son. And I check this out. David is the king. And Mephibosheth has been brought from Lodabar, and he's now been given a place at the table. And that's what adoption is. You've been given a place at the table. Huh? And it's your place. So we don't have to hook and crook and go out there trying to use the devil's tactics to get ahead when we are adopted into the family, which means then that we have been given a seat as sons at the table. Now, God can deal with the stuff under the table. He allow people to see what's above the table. If you look above the table, you got King David at the head of the table. You got problem of Phibosheth at his right hand and you got all of the king's sons sitting around the table and everybody's being fed. And David commanded them, listen, y'all working for Mephibosheth to make very sure that you bring him everything he needs. Ain't that what God said? The Holy Ghost is going to bring you everything you need. Huh? And when he come, he will not speak of himself. Which means then that he ain't going to have no, 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 no dialogue that he himself has to generate. When it says he will speak 
He will not speak of himself. It means he will not generate the conversation. He will not generate the doctrine. Whatever the Holy Ghost hears, that's what he's going to say to the church. A lot of times we don't like the message because we cutting up. But cutting up doesn't change the message. We are sons. And God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying our Father. So we were adopted. So you say, well, my mama didn't watch after me and my daddy wasn't no good and he ain't bring his money home. They ain't got nothing to do with you. You now got a whole nother daddy. You in a whole nother family. All that stuff is in your past. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation, a species that never existed before. Man, you adopted, sit up at the table and learn something so you can be given responsibility. That's the purpose of having a seat at the table so you can be taught, so you can rise up and become responsible. Amen. That's why you were adopted. Hallelujah. And see, anybody who's adopted and understand they're adopted ought to be real glad at least somebody wanted you. <laughs> somebody wanted you. And you got a freebie. Because a woman in the house didn't go through no birth pains to have you. But what a blessing. So what do you bring to the table? You bring to the table your new birth experience, your relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And you ought to be glad just to be in the family. Yeah, just, just glad to be in the family. Glad to be in the family. Now, a few more things. When we think about the king's sons sitting with Mephibosheth at the table, and he's lame on both feet, but it didn't stop him from getting that seat at the table. Some of us were hurt by other people. Some of us were junkies and drug dealers, and we were a little bit of everything, but that didn't stop the adoption. You ought to tell God, thank that, that that did not stop the adoption. And now that you're in the family, you're sealed until the day of redemption. And you can never be put out of the family. Ain't no such thing as being unborn again. Unadopted. Mm -mm. You're forever his. So you might as well grow up, sit at the table, be fed to word, grow up and accept responsibility. Make the family glad that you're in it. It's bad when a boy been adopted, all the hot dogs, all them gone. Huh? All the carbonated sodas, all them gone. And then he decide he ain't going to work. He's just going to lay in the cut. And when everybody go out the house, he's going to eat up everything. Nobody wants a person like that. That person ought to be unadopted. <laughs> uh, don't clean the room don't take no bath just back up in there make the family glad that God brought you and me up in here and guess what somebody say what all of the adoptees in the family were no good and didn't deserve to be adopted. See, we only tell people a small part. Huh? But God knows the whole thing 
And before the world was, he came up with the adoption system. Other than that, we couldn't have gotten into his family. So the least we can do is to be grateful. That's the least we can do. He didn't have to do it, but boy, I'm glad he did it. Go back to Romans 8 right quick. Let's conclude this matter. Well, before you do that, I need to take you to Ephesians 1 and 5. Go there. Go on past Romans to Ephesians 1 and 5. Let me start at verse 4. Okay? Ephesians 1 and 3. Did I say 4? I meant 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. As pertaining to the adoption. All right. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Here we go. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now God chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. We didn't stumble upon him. He came and found us. And gave us a whole family and a whole new spirit. The spirit of adoption is the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Which ought to enable all of us to be grateful that we've been adopted and included in God's eternal plan. Let me tell you something. The devil can't get you out of here because God's still using you. So you ain't going to die prematurely. You're going to be here until the Lord decides that it's time for you to come on up in here. And God chose us in Christ. See, Jesus said, listen, I don't want anybody following me along this road that even began to begin to think that you chose me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I ordained you. That you should go forth and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. He chose us. We didn't choose him. And when we turn around and it seemed like we chose him. Chose him. It's because he had put us in a place where we needed him. And out of that need. It was a seed. And out of that seed, we called on him, and he answered. And that's what pertains to the adoption. And when it says predestinated us unto what he predestinated us, predestined is to predetermine. If you got a flight going to Atlanta and you book it on Delta, it is already predetermined that you leave Shreveport Regional at 5 o'clock in the morning on plane flight 1551, and is landing in Atlanta at a certain time. It's predetermined. So predestination is not being chosen one to go to hell and one to go to heaven. It's determined where God going to put you when he bring you in the family. He's going to put you at the table. He's going to adopt you. He's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. He's going to seal you. He's going to fill you. You are royalty. That's who you are. You ain't ghetto fabulous. You are royalty. We are royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. We are peculiar people. For what reason? To show forth his praises. 
He's the one who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So we ought to spend the rest of our days praising his name. Because we've been adopted. We in the family. We seal. We Holy Ghost feel. We speak with other tongues. We move. We believe God for miracles. We move in the power of the Holy Ghost. We call those things which be not as though they were. We put the devil on our feet. They overcame him by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. Satan is already defeated. We got the victory. We got the victory. Now right quick before I conclude this. Before the foundation of the world was laid, we were chosen. And not only that, now that we are born again into the kingdom of God's dear son, we are royalty. And if you don't find no respect nowhere else, you ought to be able to get it at the church. Huh? Royalty. It's kind to women. Kind to men. Kind to the children. In Proverbs 31, woman, not only is she decked out, her family is decked out. We are royalty. That should not be all this old mess in our church. I don't like the pastor. Well, get that up out of there. Go find your one. Anybody got time for you? Oh, not to be all this disrespect in the kingdom. If you don't want to be at a church, leave. But the problem you're going to have is no sheep can find no shepherd. God said, I give you pastors. You ain't smart enough to find one. People are always talking about, I'm looking for a church I can be comfortable in. I don't want to be with you. I want a church where I get mad at the word. Come back next Sunday after I repent it. Today's message, Adoption, FC2635, FC2635. It's now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, Acres at net. Now the question is, will I do his will and There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. 
Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Now I see. I see it was a man.